It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. We're joined by Dr. Kevin Sherritt for Here's to Your Health, where unfortunately lately we've been talking a lot about the coronavirus, how it affects our world and how it affects our region. And the good doctor is kind enough to join us, even though he's seeing patients as we speak. Dr. Kevin Sherritt, the star of our show on Real Roots Radio. Doc, it's always great to talk to you. And how are you doing this morning? Hey, Roy, I've never been better. How are you? Doing well. Always glad to uh, talk with you to kind of hash out the the good, the bad, the indifferent, and the latest uh, that's going on in the coronavirus. Uh, We've had a lot of information uh, come out since the last time that we spoke, some very good, some not so good. Uh, I guess looking at the positive, and and we touched on this a little bit last week, uh, but the saliva test, uh, it came out over the weekend uh, that that has essentially been completed, and hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, we will get to see the saliva test uh, come to our area and all around the country. Now, Doc, if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, what has people so excited about this saliva test is, one, that it can be processed in just about any lab, so it doesn't have to go to the specialized lab. Two, it's going to be a lot more prevalent because we won't have to have these reagents that are so hard to find. And three, it's going to be significantly cheaper than uh, some of the other lab tests that we have out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you mentioned is a positive for sure. And we've been struggling with testing. There's just no question about it. I I was notified last week. I I had um, a couple of patients that I needed to do expedited tests for to they had a, a tight time window that they had to have the test done within a certain time frame. And we were going to, you know, have to get the test back within a 72-hour period. They were asymptomatic and didn't need to, to be into the, you know, the hospital setting. And unfortunately, we couldn't get it done. Uh, and when I talked to the, the local labs that are doing the testing, they are running or had at that point were running critically low on uh, test supplies. At one point, they had less than 100 uh, test swabs available that they could use for the PCR test, which, as we know right now, has been the most reliable test. So this is uh, really going to be a game changer if we can do the saliva test. And as you said, it can be done uh, more widespread, uh, less cost, less um, uh, turnaround time, and uh, less complicated. So, you know, eventually, you, you know, we really knew and, and know that it's going to get even better yet. We're not, to, you know, to where we're ultimately going to be with this, but this certainly looks like it's going to be a step in the right direction. Uh, just a little word of caution. All of these tests have the potential to have false negative, false positives, and certainly that can be dealt with. But this is going to be a test that looks like we're going to be able to uh, use and administer a lot more efficiently in what we're doing now. Now, another thing uh, that, I, that I've heard about, I think this is a little farther on down the trail, is uh, something that would be similar to a pregnancy test, uh, little strips of paper that could be easily be manufactured, um, and I believe these would take saliva as well, and they would be similar to a pregnancy test where it would give you one line if it's positive for coronavirus, two if it's negative. Have you heard anything about this as well? Yeah, that's the rapid testing, and that's very similar to what we do for the flu right now. You know, if somebody comes in and we test them for the flu, we will uh, do a swab and put it in a, in a little reagent, a little fluid, and uh, then take drops of that fluid and put it on a strip of paper. And uh, the paper has the um, 
medium on it that it'll react to the antigen and uh, it'll come back within, you know, three, four, five minutes. And, uh, you know, two lines are positive, one line's negative. And, uh, you know, I have every confidence that we will ultimately get there now. You know, for these things to be done and then be in widespread use, we're looking at months. We're not looking at days or weeks. But um, certainly there is, on various fronts, uh, reason for us to be optimistic that we're going to overcome this thing. Dr. Kevin shared our guest on Real Roots Radio. Uh, doctor, some more positive news is uh, just some studies that have come out in the last couple of days uh, talking about the uh, body's uh, reaction to coronavirus. And if people do get it, it does seem like uh, the antibodies that are created after are, are more robust, uh, essentially giving us uh, a window of immunity of three months and, and kind of eliminating the worry of, of being reinfected over and over and over again. So there's another positive step. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the longer we go. And it's just like in the beginning, I, I was uh, talking to somebody uh, the other day. And if, if you just pause and think about where we were in March and some of the fears and concerns that we had in March about, you know, uh, second spikes and that kind of thing. And we're not out of the woods yet. Certainly that could happen. And as it's still a concern as we go into traditional flu season. But, um, you know, we look at things a lot differently now than we did in uh, that we did in March. And one of the things in March, the discussion was that uh, the reinfect, you know, the, the rate of reinfection and the possibility of, of this being like Groundhog Day, something that just, kind of, you know, comes back again and again, uh, like the movie. But um, it looks like that's not the case. It, it, once someone actually has the uh, virus and does mount an immune response, it appears that that immune response is meaningful and, in fact, protective. And it's that has a lot of value, not only uh, just for the individual, but for society as a, you know, as a whole, because as more and more of us become infected, um, the more immunity that's out there, uh, the more we can get our society back to normal. And these people are protected and not have to take you know, all the precautions we're taking now. So as we've discussed before, there are two ways out of this, and one certainly is natural immunity, and ultimately that's the best way out of it. Uh, secondly, you know, of course, the vaccine, which is uh, still on the horizon. Still on the horizon. And, and you'd have to think as well, this uh, this immunity response would bode well for a, a vaccine as well. Possibly. I know that there, the prevailing thought is we would need two doses of it. Maybe possibly we'll only need one a year. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. In terms of uh, as we go, we will see how long the immunity lasts. And, uh, you know, I can see down the road that this uh, uh, COVID uh, vaccine would be in combination with the uh, traditional flu vaccine. It would be, uh, you know, I'm not an immunologist and I'm not, I don't want anybody to take this for gospel, but I can promise you that there will be, uh, if, if it can possibly be done, this vaccine will be included with the uh, traditional flu vaccine and uh, we'll just be added immunity that hopefully you can get just once a year. Dr. Kevin shared our guest on Real Roots Radio talking about the uh, latest uh, with the coronavirus and how it's affecting us. Uh, now, unfortunately, some not so good news. It seems like as we are finding more and more out as time goes on, uh, I know early in the coronavirus days, uh, we thought that children were, were essentially immune to this we're finding that's not true and now we're finding more and more about long-term effects with children uh them hanging on to symptoms a long time we've talked about uh, myocarditis uh, with the heart uh, we're finding more and more cases of that as well yeah absolutely i mean you know the uh, 
the thought initially was that the kids were bulletproof, not only from contracting the virus, but having any kind of sequela or consequences from the virus. And we know now that both of those aren't true. Just as I said a, a minute ago, that the longer we go, the more we know. And um, children can absolutely contract the virus. We still feel like that their uh, uh, mortality and their immediate morbidity, meaning uh, that their immediate effects, are, are very small, and uh, that's that's good. Uh, we just don't know exactly what the long-term effects are. As you said, and a lot of the athletes, we've been seeing uh, myocarditis and cardiomyopathy, which are uh, two very closely related um, uh, complications of, of heart disease associated with the virus, not only with this virus, but other viruses. But this virus right now seems to have a propensity to that, as well as, um, you know, other long-term complications so that's yet to be determined but uh, certainly we need to be concerned about our children as always absolutely uh doctor speaking of that uh, our children uh, some have uh, already went back to school some are getting ready to go back to school uh, i know we had a, a positive case confirmed in cedarville but that's only one uh but one thing that worries you is seeing some of the reports out of georgia uh where you know obviously they have a much higher positivity rate than we do in ohio uh north carolina they've basically had to uh close i don't want to say close the school but they've had to go to all virtual learning after you know the first week uh, they had 130 students uh, test positive for this coronavirus and already 350 in quarantine um you know once again i don't know that we are at that rate in ohio but it it certainly is a concern it is a concern because you know it's like lightning it can strike and uh if you're the unfortunate one that gets hit by it it, it can be devastating so you know, we, we've talked about this uh, for several weeks now, and I, you know, we'll continue to discuss it. I think is that it, this is a, you know, this is another milestone here of these kids going back to school, and there's strong feelings on both sides of the equation, and I understand both sides of the equation, and you know, we've said this, uh, you know, all along. We have to live life. We have to go on. We have to, uh, you know, we have to move forward. And so, um, as the kids go back to school. There certainly is the opportunity, if you will, for this virus to become active and to become more active in certain pockets and populations. And that's what we've been seeing, uh, you know, across the country. You know, so far in Ohio and particularly in this area, we've been very, very blessed that we have not faced, uh, you know, the, the full brunt uh, of this that some of the other areas in our country and in the world have, have faced. And I just hope that continues to be the case. Uh, certainly uh, some good news. We've seen case numbers come down in the state of Ohio. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had one day where we had uh, over 1,700 positive cases. Uh, Sunday, we were in the mid-600s. Yesterday, in the mid-700s. And uh, also, uh, one thing that I know that you have talked about, uh, something that uh, people keep a very close eye on, is the positivity rate. Uh, on Sunday, that dropped to about 3.7% in the state of Ohio. That's certainly good news. Oh, it's great news. And, and that's probably the one statistic, you know, we've talked about hospitalizations and ICU admissions and certainly deaths. But, you know, those all of those statistics that we look at usually are lagging two weeks behind what's actually happening. Um, this positivity rate is is a statistic that I think gives us a real pulse, if you will, of what's happening right now at the moment. And so, you know, there are parts of the country and, you know, some of the states and the in the Southern Belt, for example, that are having positivity rates upwards of, you know, 20, 25%. Right. Um, and so, you know, that those areas really, really are facing the brunt of it right now. 
uh, we've been fortunate to be hovering in that 5% uh, range until just, as you said, the last uh, last few days that we've seen that number drop and, and drop now below 4%. So that's a very encouraging sign. So on a positive note, it, that, that looks like the virus, the activity of the virus in our area in the state of Ohio is diminishing, and that's great. We, we need to really be thankful for that, uh, but we cannot uh, just... Uh, uh, become too complacent here because that number can change very quickly. No doubt about that. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, always kind enough to join us for a couple of minutes. As we mentioned, uh, kids are starting to go back to school, are starting to go back to college. Uh, for those in the in the area that have decided to send their kids uh, back to school, uh, what advice would you give them on, on trying to keep the uh, children as safe as possible? You know, it still just comes down to the basics. Uh, there's not been any real new developments that have uh, superseded the hand washing, the social distancing, and as controversial as they are, and they're still controversial, uh, at the end of the day, masks do more good than they do harm. And more and more studies are coming out, more and more research is coming out that the utilization of masks is helpful. They're not perfect. They're not foolproof. And, uh, and certainly I wish that there was something better, but right now they're the best we have. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, always kind enough to join us. Hopefully we've got some more good news to talk about when we get together next Tuesday at 9.30. Doc, always appreciate our conversation. Hey, thank you, Roy. Have a great week. The only stations on your dial where radio is as it was intended to be, with local personalities keeping you informed and entertained with the music you love. Real Roots Radio.